0: Oh, God, we give you thanks for the gift of your Son. Help us, remind us to give praise every day. Amen. If you are uh, like my family, the, um, the tree's been put up, the stuff that was outside is all put away, the gifts have been opened, and I don't think anything's been returned yet. Um, In other words, we've already done Christmas. Maybe you have two, maybe everything's put away for you, maybe you keep it out a while, but in the life of the church, Christmas is not just one day. Christmas is a season, you know the song, the 12 days of Christmas, and it gives us an opportunity to continue to praise God for the gift of God's Son born us as a baby. As we come to our text today, Jesus is still a baby. However, the parents have already left the manger scene. The shepherds have gone home, the angels gone away, and now they've moved toward the temple. Now that started really even before then. On the eighth day of Jesus's life, he was circumcised and he was officially given his name Jesus, which means one who saves. And as we get to our reading today, it's the 40th day of the life of Jesus. And on the 40th day, this Jewish parents, Mary and Joseph, part of the Jewish tradition, wanted to raise their son in the faithful community of the Jewish faith, took him to the temple so that two things would happen. Mary, after having given birth, had 40 days where she was ritually unclean. She was going to the temple to offer a purification offering. And also, because Jesus was the firstborn male, he was being presented at the temple to be dedicated into the service of the Lord, whatever that service might end up being. Now, for Joseph and Mary, that was just one of many, many peoples that would have done this, of the Jewish faith. However, when they came, something different happened. There was a man there named Simeon. Now, we, didn't know, we don't know anything about Simeon except for what we read in our text today. And actually, even before that, I had to skip some of the reading today. I don't know why, but it says this. It says, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death, Before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. When Simeon saw Mary and Joseph bring that baby in. He took the baby in his arms and he praised God. And of course that is how all the birth texts celebrate the birth of Jesus. And the the presence of Jesus before them. When, When Mary had been told by the angel that he was going that she was going to give birth she was going to conceive and have a child after the angel left she launched into a song of praise called the magnificat uh, my soul rejoices in the lord no my my soul wait a minute what does it say i used to know that my soul magnifies the lord my spirit rejoices And God my Savior. And then later on when the angels appear to the shepherds, and after the angel says what he says to the shepherds, and then it says the the hosts from heaven, a whole bunch of angels gather around and sing, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom God favors. And then after the shepherds go to the manger to see Jesus, It says that when they left there, they were glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard. It seems that whenever people see Jesus, they praise God for the gift of Jesus. And Simeon does this as well today. This season is a season where we praise God for the gift of God's Son. But you know, pretty soon Christmas will be over for some of us Christmas is already over and once again there's going to be bills to pay. There's still going to be terrible news that we find on the TV every time we seem to turn on the news. There still will be loved ones who face heartache and challenges. Does Christmas really matter? Does it change Anything. They're still going to be bad even as we move away from the Christmas celebration. I think Simeon, though, might be helpful for us as we enter into a new year which will have many of the same old stuff before us. Our text has said that Simeon was an older man and obviously he must have experienced life's ups and downs. It said in the text that that he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. I looked up that word consolation in the Greek and it means that he was looking forward to some excitement or some exhortation, something good to happen. So my guess is that because he was waiting for something good to happen that there must have been a lot of bad going on. What could it have been? Perhaps it was the powerful Romans who were still oppressing the Jewish people having their thumb on everything that the Jewish people might do that that might not be what the Romans would want them to do. Maybe Simeon, because he was such a faithful Jew, maybe he was looking away, wanting something other than some of the corrupt religious leadership that was all around them. Or maybe Simeon, in his older age, was getting tired of waiting and waiting. Who's waiting for the consolation of Israel. But then when he sees Jesus, he says this, Master, you are now dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Now, some scholars want to say that what Simeon, this older man, is saying is that, okay, now I can die happy. But really what I think he's saying here is, is the language here of dismissing is, is a sense of being let go, of being freed as a slave, is, is having freedom once again. Perhaps what Simeon is saying is that now that I have seen God's salvation, nothing else in life is going to hurt me because I know that God's presence is indeed with me now when he says about seeing God's salvation in the book of Luke Luke especially equates seeing with trust or faith those who are blind are made to see not just in a literal sense but being able to see that Jesus is the Christ after all that's a theme throughout Luke he's saying in here but now that I have seen I know God's salvation goes with me now but that's not the end of things yes the, the coming of Christ is a freedom for Simeon and for any of us but Simeon also says that things are not going to always be rosy even though Jesus is here. He says this later on in our reading. He said that Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary. "Now This "This child, Jesus, is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Even as Simeon announces his freedom, his peace, he has received the consolation, the joy of Christ's coming. Even in that joy of Christ's coming, in that person of Jesus, things will always be up in the air. There will be glory, but there will also be anguish. There will be beauty, there will also be sorrow, there will be gladness, there will also be opposition and heartache. And even as he says to Mary, a, soul, a sword will pierce your own soul. So in Jesus, there is the joy, but also there is the heartache. All because the child has come. Now, today, perhaps the most appropriate thing we can do is to do what Simeon did and that's to praise God for the gift of God's son to say God we have seen we know we embrace your salvation and therefore all of life and what comes much may I can deal with it because I know that your presence God goes with me when I was driving down to Tennessee one of my kids it was either Gracie or Georgia asked me "Dad." was Jesus born on December 25th? I said, well, we don't know. Probably Christians adopted that day because that's close to the winter solstice and you know, the whole notion of um, into the darkness comes light. Really, we don't know what day Jesus was born. And it got me thinking, what if we switched around when Christmas was going to be? What if... Kind of like for those at the first Christmas, it was such a surprise and a joy. What if we didn't have December 25th, and so that we planned for a month for this one day, and then when that day's over, we're like, oh, God, thank goodness that's over. What if every day we woke up wondering, is this the day that Christ is being born? Perhaps tomorrow. Tomorrow. Maybe February the 6th, when might God come and surprise us with his presence? Maybe if we look for it more and more each day, we'll see it every day of Christ's coming among us. And not, maybe we can learn from all of creation that each day is a day to praise God. The text that Cameron read for us earlier was the first part of Psalm 148. Psalm 148 is also a text that we read a lot of times when we have the blessing of the animal service. Because in that text it talks about how all of creation praises God. I want to read some of it. Some of it he read. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail and snow and frost, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all the rulers, young men and women alike, old and young together, all of creation praising God for the gift of God's coming among us, which we celebrate in the gift of Jesus. Now, when I read that fullness of Psalm 148, it made me think of something. You know, every year, at least since I've been here, we've gone Christmas, Carolyn. Usually the, the last Sunday before Christmas, we went um, two weeks ago. God, it seems a lot longer. December 17th is when we went. Some of us gathered and we went singing at some of the homebound church members. But this year and last year, too, there was one house we didn't go to, and it was the house of Dick and Betty Reed. Now, if you ever went with us when we went to Dick and Betty's house, some things that I would always remember about those visits is that one thing, Betty made some really incredible but also very sugarish fudge so that by the time I left there I was like this and also I knew that Betty would be so excited to sing with us as we sang and of course she loved to show off all the different Christmas stuff she had but the one thing that I remember well besides the fudge that I'll always remember the most about going to Dick and Betty's house was the big nativity scene that they had set up and it was right up near the door and it was huge And I texted a couple people, if they remembered it, and it was still fuzzy with them. So it was fuzzy with me, too, probably because of all the fudge. But I just remember some of the things in there that were like dogs and cats and all sorts of animals. And then there were people in there who of different ethnicities. I think I remember Chinese folks, Asian folks, in that part of that big, long nativity. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not, I'm not making this up, am I? Wasn't there a whole lot of different stuff in there? Any of y'all remember any of this stuff in particular? Are you like me? Yeah, it was really cool. I should have taken a picture, you know. When I thought of all of creation giving praise to God, I thought of that huge nativity that Dick and Betty set up for us every year at Christmas. Perhaps that's a fitting reminder as we step out of the Christmas season is that all of creation is always given praise to God for the gift of God's coming, and every day can be Christmas. And for that great gift of God's love, we give all thanks and praise. Amen.